All right, I guess I'll uh, I'll do a quick intro for us then, in, yeah. in a in a second here. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Uh, today we're being host on Birdman's channel as uh, I am out of the house for the next week or so uh, for personal reasons. I will uh, nothing bad, just not, nothing too bad. Uh, I'll explain it all after though. Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I'll explain it all after. There's there's a good reason. Uh, it's just precautionary, but it is what it is. Um, but I'll, I'll happily explain it all after once it's all said and done because I don't want to say anything and then and then and jump the gun. So, uh, but anyway, I'm out of the house, so I'm I'm recording from my phone. Berta's Berta was nice enough to host it for us today, so thank you, Berta, for that. And uh, yeah, we're we're back in another episode. Uh, we already did the trade deadline coverage. We covered, we gave basically a letter grade to each team or I guess a tier system to each team in our last podcast. So check that out. Uh, you can find us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Twitch as The Fan Connection. Or you can check us out at SomeLazyGuy09, underscore YYC, and Birdaman, all on Twitch to check out our individual channels. Uh, we do stream there every now and then. I mostly just stream the podcast, uh, but come summertime, I'm, I'm going to be trying to get more stuff in there. So uh, anyway, we're going to move quick. on some topics for today. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just so the chat knows, I mean, you guys can probably see it, but the chat box is not working for whatever. It's it just it's not gonna work today. So, if you are watching this on YouTube, there is a reason why there is nobody in the chat box. But you can check us out on Twitch instead, right? So there you go for the next pod. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah. So, uh, and also just. Uh, be sure to join our Discord. So we we've created a, a fun community Discord. I I discontinued my personal, not personal, but like my channel Discord, and and now we've merged into a community Discord. So we've been putting some work into that behind the scenes. Uh, so if you want to just hang out, chat hockey, chat anything really. Uh, we're we're a bunch of I guess like gamers, sports fans, all fanatics of of our in our own way. So uh, feel free to join that Discord uh, to hang out with everyone in, in the community and and make some new friends. So. And if you want to ask any podcast questions ahead of time, we also have a, a, a channel for that within the Discord. We have a Discord for memes, TikToks. So if you see a funny TikTok and you want to share with someone, boom, send it right there to uh, to everyone in the community. So, yeah, I'll post a link to the Discord in a second here, but feel free to check out our channel Discord as well. But without any further ado, today's topics, we're going to cover quickly the Anaheim-Vegas trade that was canceled by Anito by the NHL as well as the playoff picture in the Western Conference. Because we already covered the East right before the deadline. We might look at a quick glance at it at some point today if we have time, but our main focus is the Western playoff picture. Maybe which teams won't make it, which teams will, and what the matchups look like and who we think will win. So, uh, guys, what do you think of the Vegas Golden Knights attempting to trade a conditional second-round pick if Guinea Dodonov uh, to the Arizona, I'm sorry, the Anaheim Ducks uh, for two dead contracts. I trade was canceled by the league uh, for obvious reasons. Um, everyone knew that Dodonov had a modified no trade clause, but for some reason Vegas was unaware, despite Cap Friendly and Puck Daily both knowing. So you know they just did a quick glance, quick web research at their own team. They would have known. So what do you guys think of that? People are saying that Ottawa's to blame, but well, what do you guys think? I think it's so stupid that Ottawa's to blame in any way. Like, how do you not do your due diligence as a GM to ask a team if this player that you're acquiring has a no-trade list of any sort, of any capacity? So it's like, 
either they just did not ask if if ottawa if they asked and ottawa said no then i think that would have been a more serious penalty right like then like if they asked and ottawa didn't give them a list then that's more of a serious penalty in ottawa and they should be penalized because that's like i guess against right. the rules in some way right so i don't know i think i think vegas is dumb and i think i think the nhl is quickly turning on them if anybody did not like or if anybody still had like mixed feelings whether they like vegas or, or not I think now more people than not are actually against them and their franchise and organization. And yeah. one, like, just because of, like, well, obviously their immediate success, it was uh, something that people were kind of annoyed about. And then also on top of that, the way they treat their players and, like, they're just in, in the mentality of, like, oh, you can just go just like that whether you're a star player or not. And then now this as well. And it's just it's just adding on top of it. Like, like for Dadanov, for like, what are you going to even do now? Like, it, you can't go back in that locker room. Right or or can you? I, I don't know, but it's definitely awkward. So he has to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he definitely has to. Yeah, it's super awkward. What do you think, Punch? Um. Well, like, so his player, his teammates didn't try to trade him. So I think the um, he'll still be all right with the team, but it looks right. really, really bad for Vegas management now because. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vegas fails are the best fails. We all love them. Um, we all love a good Vegas fail, because um, now it looks like Vegas just wants good players to keep, and then when you kind of when you when you're not kind of at the standard that they want you, then you get traded, and that's really really bad for. Um, that's really hard to attract free agents because, sorry, my, my throat's a little, um, I'm a little choked up, but, um, I'm choked up because Vegas is choking. (laughs) Anyways, um, they're pretty bad right now. (laughs) You you know, just on a quick side note, I've been trying to, yeah, I've been trying to figure out where, um, where exactly we said it. I think it was the podcast of kevin and a group so i'll have to go back to that one and look but i remember us making a joke because that was the day eichel was coming back to play for vegas for the first time or first time back to hockey and uh i i pretty sure i said i was like wouldn't it be funny if eichel comes back and now they just missed the playoffs and like that was back in about a month's time from now right so if i can go yeah. if, if that clip is still up there I, i'm gonna have to find that one <laughs> And we gotta find. I called Mark Andre Fleury to the wild. I've been looking. I said it. You did, yeah. I remember when, saying when it. When would you have said? That, I, I remember him I saying it though. That's the thing. That. I. It wasn't even yeah. about a trade deadline thing. It was just like us talking, and he just said it. I can't. I'm trying to find it. It's. I'm in the works. We cause... we definitely believe you, but no clip, no clip. You don't know it's <laughs> real, man. That's how the internet works. Um, but anyways, off the side tangent, it's really hard to um, tell. So who's an, who's a really big free agent coming up? Um, let's say, oh no, Ovi's not. Bergeron maybe? Sure, Bergeron. So it's really hard for me, for the Vegas, um, GMs to go, Hey, Patrice, um, we need you to take face-offs for us. We're just not winning enough face-offs. (laughs) <laughs> How would you like to come for five minutes and be our, our face off star? And then Patrice goes, Yeah, yeah, I'll sign. But I, 
if I'm Patrice Bergeron, I go, I could be dealt away at, at any minute because there's Vegas has no loyalty towards its um its players. Players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me, there's a really good quote by Mark Bergevin. Uh, do you guys remember the offseason where both Markov and Radulov were free agents? And the Habs had more than enough room to sign at least one of them, and they got neither? Well, that all stemmed from a quote from Bergevin where he said, if you want loyalty, get a dog. First come, first serve. In reference to both Alex Radulov and uh, Andre Markov. And so, lo and behold, neither one of them signed with him mm-hmm. because they didn't, just because of those comments. And then the Habs were stuck scrambling and honestly never fixed their defense ever since Markov left. They've never had a guy as stable as him and who's able to quarterback a power play as well as he has. Now, obviously, Chris Weidman is an attempt to fix that. Is Chris Weidman Markov even when Markov was 38 or 37? No. <laughs> Let's be honest. No. It's, his head's not the same. I love Weidman. Mm-hmm. He seems like a great guy, but no, you never fixed it. And and honestly, I think Vegas <clears> is developing the same reputation. They 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 treat yeah. their players like numbers. And, and you know, Bergevin, as much as he preached, you know, preached the locker room and and preached having good attitude, the guy would get personal with his dealings, like with his like contract negotiations. And get upset when a player's agent or a player would ask for more money or something, um, which is obviously not, I guess, not a great example. But more along the point is he, he'd get emotional about certain things and become unprofessional, and then he'd be forced to trade that player away for less value. In this case, for Vegas, is they're developing a reputation for just trading away players when they're underperforming, or when they just want to free up a bit of cap space because they want to get the next star, right? So they're a bit more developing a, a different version of a bad reputation, but they're developing a bad reputation for being ruthless and not caring about their players. And and a lot of guys who like these are these are human beings, right? As much as you can argue that they make millions of dollars, they're still human beings. They want mm. a stable life for their family. Like a lot of these guys have a wife and kids. Like they don't want to have to get up and move their kid again after signing a giant contract with Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like let's say Alex Petrangelo just signed his deal. All of a sudden Vegas decides to trade him next year. I don't think that'd sit very well with him. So mm. I think they're really developing a bad reputation around the league. And if you look at it now, Vegas is essentially forced to make another trade. They, they, you can still make a deal after the deadline. That's not the trade mm. deadline means. But if they acquire a player, that player cannot play for them in the playoffs. The player can finish the season with them, but come playoff time, they're not allowed to, to play with them. So that's all that, that means for the trade deadline. So Vegas is probably looking to free up some cap space. Uh, people are indicating the Weber contract as an example, which could work. But the problem is with that, they have to free up the cap space first, get them in under their cap so they can get that cap relief after, right? So when you bring in a guy from TIR, like a Weber contract, they still have to fit the seven point whatever million dollars under their cap. And then they put them on LTIR and then they get the relief and the cap space. So they'd have to trade away Dodonov and something worth 2.7 ish million to free up the cap space and bring in Weber and the Habs, they could do that, but everyone remembers what Vegas did to every team. And exactly. so every team is saying, screw you. Good luck next time. We don't want to help you. And so now the players are starting to have a reputation to hate Vegas and now management already has a reputation to hate Vegas. So now everyone's 
in within the hockey community is developing a hatred for Vegas. I'm not saying the fans necessarily, but a lot of people internally, such as players, staff, management, and agents are all starting to develop this relationship with Vegas that isn't exactly a good one. So I know it's a long tangent, but we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, it's not looking good for Vegas, though. Do you think that um, it's here's I go back and forth on this point. I think that it does have an effect on NHL players signing with Vegas and wanting to go play for Vegas. But also, I think that it is a destination place to play just because it is Vegas. Right. And I know NHL players love that and would love to be there. Right. So I, I think it's like. I go back and forth because I just I just don't know. I think they know what like I think they'll know what they're getting into, but which which sucks because they don't want to be traded or mm. anything like that. But I think just because of their actual location, they actually just might it might not be too big of a problem. And I wonder if management's taking advantage of that, you know? Because I think, yeah, what do you yeah. think, Punch? I think the like the city of Vegas is an aspect, but I think. If if it was coming down to Vegas and maybe like another that's no water. <laughs> Mike um, Mike just <laughs> I made myself He redeemed water, water and just drank it <laughs> drank it himself. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to drink water. I was like, yeah, I might as well spend my points. <laughs> yeah, go on, Punch. <laughs> what were you saying? If there's a like if there's a big free agent coming up and it's Vegas and somebody else and Vegas, like the city of Vegas could be a factor, but would it outweigh their terrible management? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I really don't know. Right. That's why I go back and forth because it's just, it's just hard to say. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. But that being said though, I, why was, why was Anaheim on one of his no trade lists anyway? Isn't it like a nice place to be? Yeah, but I, I, it it seems like he wanted to go if he if he was going to be forced to move again. Yeah, he wanted to go to a non playoff team, and I also, from what I remember, I I watched the uh, CJ show, and I think what he was saying, uh, Chris Johnson, what he was saying was mm-hmm. he also wanted to go to a team that wouldn't have to travel as much. Uh, where and in in that division, in particular division with Vancouver, LA, Anaheim, like there's a lot of travel mm-hmm. uh, within that division, so um, that seems to be one of the reasons why he didn't want to go there. Okay, fair. And so if you want, if, like, if he was being forced to travel, which in the Western Conference, there is a lot more travel, he'd he'd want to do it on a, on a, uh, on a uh, contending team. Fair enough. I yeah. just want to see them miss the playoffs. That's all. Canucks play them three times in like the next two weeks. That's going to be interesting. Right. <laughs> that that whole right. picture is going to be interesting just to segue into our, our talk about the Western Conference and playoff playoff races, mm-hmm. like Vancouver plays Dallas, Vegas, Edmonton, and LA. Uh, did I say LA already? I don't think I said LA already, but the uh, LA and we they play them a bunch of times. Like I know, like our last two games of the season is against LA and Edmonton. So they've really I I don't know I don't know why it's come down to this, but it's really gonna come down to like the wire, like the last couple of games. Yeah, and they yeah. just got a huge win over Colorado. Yeah, so that's that's a win that most other teams won't get. So that's that's really mm. good for Vancouver. But I'm sorry, like I, I hate to say, it, but their their chances are looking really grim it's pretty right small. now. It's pretty small. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah the thing is though is like these teams are just all gonna play cards. each other, right? So it's like it's hard mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's like mathematically as we're talking right now it's just gonna be for every team though it's gonna fluctuate so much because of like these guys just playing yeah. each other so mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i have the standings open right now and and vancouver's played 65 games like they've played a lot of games compared to some other teams they're competing with yeah and you know, they're at 70 points you, you look above them winnipeg has a game in hand they're also at 70 vegas played one extra game there at 72 so vancouver could tie them with uh with a win Mm-hmm. in their next game and have the same amount of games played and be tied. But Dallas has three games in hand over Vancouver and are already three points ahead. And Dallas mm-hmm. has been really good. They're six and four in their last 10. They've been playing some solid hockey. And, you know, they lost a close game to the Leafs. They're playing some solid hockey right now, Dallas. And it's – I know I was hating on them before earlier in the season, but Dallas is making it really tough for Vancouver to have a chance. And yeah. – I don't know what it is with Vancouver. They have, they have the goaltending. Like they have Thatcher Demko. Like he's he's a really good goal in the NHL, and he he can steal a lot of games for you. You have a decent defense core, not great, uh, if I'm being honest. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but like it's it's there. And then your forwards have been pretty solid this year. I know Pedersen started off really slow, but he's been much better as of late. So what what's well, what's can, with Vancouver? Why I can are they tell not... you what it is. It's like. It's yeah. I, I don't even know if it's a roster construction thing. Like for one, I can tell you for sure. Like I, I did mention before the deadline they're gonna revamp their defense, most likely in the offseason, but they already kind of started it here at the deadline. So that's one thing they're gonna do, but Yeah, moving on harmony. Yeah, one thing they're gonna do is like I don't I don't know what they can do about this, but it's just the effort level isn't always there every single game. The effort level we brought to okay. Colorado was not there for Detroit, not there for New Jersey. That's not just my opinion. The coach says it. The coach, like Boudreaux, he doesn't even know himself. He's like, I don't. He's he jokingly said, "Do I need to bring in a psychologist?" Because like, like it really makes no sense as to why some games are effort level so low, and like some games it's like extremely high, and uh, it just doesn't make sense. It's like a, it's an it's a question that I just don't have an answer to, and it, that's why it yeah. makes it so frustrating. Like everyone was happy that the Canucks beat Colorado yesterday because that's huge. They'd be one of the best teams in the league, but. If yep. they have that effort against lesser teams, Buffalo and Detroit, like that's four points they left on the table, right? So yeah, yeah. Well, real like the last five teams all could realistically, or at least you could see them make sneaking into the playoffs. So farthest back is San Jose with nine points behind Dallas, but they're not making. I, I don't think they're going to make it, but they're not could there it. be a situation where they take points Sorry, with... Just... I, I don't think they will, but could okay. they... Could you sneak a win against Calgary? Yeah, for sure. Could you sneak a win against Edmonton? You're saying San Jose is going to beat Calgary right now? Well, we just did. Oh, okay. They just did. Okay. But I could see... Proven wrong. I could see, like... Even San Jose, who's nine points behind, you don't need to win every game as long as you get a point from it. But could you see, um, could you see Dallas taking a, a couple losses in a row? I could see that. I could see um, Vancouver losing a couple times. Vegas, and, <laughs> Vegas especially. So, like, I'm not saying San Jose. I'm not saying San Jose is going to make the playoffs, but realistically nine points back nine points back isn't um right. it, they could sneak in yeah like, i'm gonna be honest speaking, speaking, right? nine, I don't... 
Yeah, I don't think they will. Nine nine yeah. points back with with nineteen games, games left yeah. is not a surmountable task. Like nine points back with thirty games left, yes. Yeah, nine point like San Jose would have to win every game. It's like you got to think of it game. this way: it's like you have to win five games. Every other, mm-hmm. every other team has to lose Mate. five games, right? That's what you got to think about it, and it's mm-hmm. very unlikely, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But theoretically, like, speaking, if you guys win ten in a like, say again, sorry, ten in a row would get like if they win ten yeah. in a row, they're only at eighty four points, and that leaves mm-hmm. nine games left. Like if they win fifteen, mm-hmm. they're up to ninety four points, and that's still not a guarantee to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And boom, that's fifteen of yeah. nineteen games. Yeah, and I think the baseline not... you got to look at it is like where most teams look at it. It's like ninety-five points is the baseline because I think no, yeah. no team in history has gotten ninety-six points and missed the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, I think that's like that's that's, that's, that's like, I think that's the actual number. It's like ninety-six points. Is like the there's, there's a year of Montreal missed with about that amount of points, and they're tied okay. with Columbus. Yeah, oh, okay. and they missed because they're tied. They, and Colorado, yeah. Colorado made it at eighty-four in the West. Something like that. Oh, okay. Wait, but, wait, Colorado yeah, made of 84 was, in the West? It was devastating. Yeah, it was, it was, a few, it was quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was when Domi was on the... No, I mean, like, like, I mean like a team that has 96 points. Like, very rare yeah, that I'm missed like 96 or 97. Oh, what the hell? The that's so odd, but... I'm pretty sure. But I'm regardless, sure though, that. that's, like, that's like what you look at, though. You want to get in that like yeah. 90, like late 90s, like mid to exactly. late 90s to get in the playoffs. That's what you're looking at. So you got to look at it that way. It's like, okay, you got to win this many games yeah. to get to this level now. That's how most teams are looking at it. So like for the Canucks perspective, it's like they got to, they basically got to win two for every one game. Like, sorry, two for two every three games. Sorry. That's how they get in. Yeah. If they're going to get in. Well, and that's still a tough That's pace very to tough. Yeah. yeah. But do I think like, I do think nine points is doable. I just don't because I know. I'm the just sharks. theoretically <laughs> saying, though. Yeah, of course. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even Anaheim is still in the hunt. I, well, like, yeah, I think Anaheim is still in the hunt, too. Like, Montreal's not even mathematically eliminated yet, but we all know mm-hmm. they are. They're not going to make well, it. I don't they think they're mathematically eliminated yet, though. If they won every game, then know, they'd I'm just be... curious. I'm not, I'm not saying even them, I, I don't at all, but so let's say mm-hmm. 20 wins. So, nine, uh, before it's so a 19. Wins is, hang on, math here is 20, So they won every game for the rest of the season. Montreal finished 36, 36, and 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're done. Yeah. It's just funny, though. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. But nah, I but... think they're mathematically out, actually, officially. Yeah. Because there's no chance they make it. Why don't they? If they uh... won every game for the rest of the season, they'd be, they'd be like 80 something points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they're enough. done. Um, Terma of the curious. Canadian was asking, uh, what do y'all think about the Western Conference uh, Flames or Avs? So why don't we actually take that opportunity to talk about if the playoffs started today, what we would say would happen. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah, I'm start. Yeah, done, uh, done with that. Yeah. So we'll start with Calgary, Nashville. And I I know who I've got a winner in, in mind already. You, you well, think? you're going to say Calgary, right? So yeah, here's what I think, man. It's gonna be a hard. Matchup. It's a tough matchup. That's a really hard first round matchup for Calgary because I know they're built really well, but Saros is also a very good goalie. I think Roman Yosh mm-hmm. is gonna win the Norris. He's one of the best defensemen this year. He should. And Philip Forsberg. I was going to bring this up like a couple podcasts ago. I don't know why I didn't bring it up, 
I was just going through some stats. This guy is leading the league in goals per 60. Ahead of Matthews. Would you have would you have guessed that at all? No, actually. Wait, can you say it again? He's leading the league in goals per 60. That's Gujo, right? No. Forsberg. No, it's uh, Forsberg. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matthews yeah. is second. Really? Yeah. Philip Forsberg, that's five on five. Nope, just in general. Just in general. Yeah. Wow. I think, wait, let me that's double impressive. check. But, was he but... injured to start this season? Mm-mm. Uh, you might have been injured a little bit. I think so. Wait, let me check, Mike. I, I, you actually might be right. It might be uh, even strength. But regardless, though, that yeah. is still really good. That's impressive. Yeah. That is. But So, wait, we, it's Nashville versus Calgary. Mm-hmm. And, and just to give you guys an idea, uh, Ponch, I'm sure you know the lineup already. But just for everyone listening, and like including myself, I don't, I don't know what the lines are, especially with the Yonkrok coming in. The current lineups for the Calgary Flame is is really good. Their forward core is really good. They got Johnny Gucho, Lindholm, and Toffoli. They have Dubé with Backlund and Kachuk. Uh, but you could see Toffoli and Kachuk switch there. Uh, Coleman with Yarncroft and and Manjapani. Uh, Lucic with Monahan and Trevor. So they have Sean Monahan on their fourth line. He went from being their one of their stars alongside Gucho to a fourth line center. So, um, Noah Hannafin with Rasmus Anderson. Shillington with Chris Tanev. And Nikita Zadorov with Eric Branson. Those two guys are going to beat the hell out of you. And, and then obviously, Nets, they have Markstrom and Vladar. Like, they, that's a very good team. Mm-hmm. And then in Nashville, their lines are Forsberg uh, with uh, Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. Tolvanen with Granlin and Kunin, or Cunin. Uh, Trennan with Sissons and Janot. Cousins with McCarron and Philip Tomasino. And then Yossi Carrier, uh, Ekholm, Lozon, Borietsky. Tennyson and then in Nets, obviously, it's going to be Saros. I don't know how their backup is, it's not loading, but um, it's oh, David, I think it's Riddich, yeah, yeah, also Flames. I mean, legend. I think you guys are both gonna pick I, I, Flames, but I'm thinking Flames hands down, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the hot take here, not because I don't like the Flames, I think that Saros will be the you best goalie like of that series, and I think Fours will be the best, Forsberg will be the best mm. forward of that series, and I think Yoshi will be the best defenseman of that series. So, I'm gonna pick the Dude. <laughs> Which would... fan base was saying that Markstrom's one of the best goalies in the league, if not the best? I, I think Markstrom's great, yo. I, he's amazing. He should be a Vesna Which fan base was that? Vancouver. <laughs> Which fan base was that? It's crazy. As soon as he switched his teams, it's... I no said earlier in the year, I said he should be a Vesna candidate. But I so think... should Saros. Yeah. I think what's going to really excel the Flames, though, is their, their defense. Because their second... Mm-hmm. In the league in goals against at 2.43, and their PK is 85% of the time. Um, Nashville's not bad, but they're 14th in the league at 2.484 and 80% on the PK. So I think they've got a strong defense, but I think Calgary just plays so well on both sides. And Cal- yeah. like, well, gra- I can tell you this much. Though, yeah. Well, season series so far is one and zero. Predators. <laughs> it's one game. <laughs> There's seven games. That's all we got to need. That's all we need to know. If I'm Daryl Sutter, especially looking at the Predators blue line, other than uh, Matthias Ekholm, 
There's not many other guys. Roman Yoshi. Like, I, yeah, this is what I'm going to say. So if I'm Daryl Sutter, okay. hear me out for a second. Okay. I say everybody throw everything you have at Roman Yoshi. Because this guy's going to eat up a crap ton of minutes like he does in the regular season. And that's not going to work in the playoffs because these guys are going to wear him down mm-hmm. so fast. Every single forward is going to be told the second you see Yossi on the ice, the second you see him, give him a slash, hit him, do whatever you got to do, but yeah. slow him down. And that's what and they're going to do. This guy, he eats up he, him, Thomas Shabbat, and one other defenseman, like Drew Doughty, eat up among the most minutes in the NHL. And as much as I, I love Roman Yossi, I think he's one of the best defensemen in the league. I just think this guy's going to be tired, man. I think he's going to be tired. And I, I think he's going to do a good – he's going to put up a good fight. He's going to play really well, I'm sure. He always does. But I think the Calgary Flames are going to be able to relentless, relentlessly wear him down and take full advantage whenever he's off the ice. I know Matthias Ekholm's a good defenseman as well in his own right. But, I mean, Alex Carrier just came out of nowhere. Now he's playing top-line minutes with Roman Yossi. I think he's pretty inexperienced. Went to a lot of other defensemen in the NHL, and I think they're going to take a full advantage of that. Um no disrespect, Alex Carrier. He's played more NHL minutes than I could ever dream of. Um, but I think the Calgary Flames are going to take full advantage of that, uh, and they have a great coach in right. Daryl Sutter, and he's going and he's going to know exactly what to do against well, this Nashville Predators team. Because the Preds, aside, the Preds have one thing over the Calgary Flames, and it's the power play. But realistically, right. how many times do teams actually get? To how many times do teams drop penalties in the playoffs? If the strongest part of your game is the power play, yeah, and you lose hmm, that. You're in the, yeah. Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers. Uh, <laughs> but they lose 6-5 to five to the Chicago Blackhawks, who snuck yeah. in as one of the last place teams. But yeah, it's, it's hard, though, because you're going to lose one of the strongest. If, you, if you're too power play heavy... Yeah, and during the playoffs, they're not calling pro- or they're not calling penalties as often. You're losing one of the strongest parts of your game, and with that, so majority says Calgary moves on. Yep, two versus one. Mm-hmm. All right. So I mean, I remember this. You just have to look at this. You just got to look at the lineup, man. It's just not even fair. Mm-hmm. Toffoli is a playoff killer too. Yeah. All Do you right, guys want to move, move on to uh, the next matchup? Yeah. LA so Kings. And Edmonton. Um, so right off the bat, I guess if I had to, I'd take the Oilers. No. I'm taking LA all day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> get Snoop Dogg in there. Get him announcing some games. Oilers. I'm rolling in LA. Playoff Jonathan Quiz going to put a clinic on for the tandem in Edmonton, bro. Those right. guys are washed. L.A. all the way, baby. Phil Denno's going to shut down McDavid or Dryside. Oh, Kopitar's got the other guy under wraps. Quentin Byfield's ready to go. He's looking good. He's got that wrist shot. Yeah, Matt Roy, Drew Doughty on defense. Drew Doughty looking like a stud this year. Mm-hmm. I have L.A. all day. Okay. Um, What about you, Harjan? Yeah, so I'm the deciding vote, and... Uh... I am still... Philip Dineau, the, the, the pizza guy. Come on. I'm going back and forth, but Dineau. I really don't think the Oilers have the ability to move on past the first round of the playoffs. I don't think they do. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. They rely too much on special I'm, teams. 
I don't know, actually. So, I don't care if Drysaddle and McDavid have to have to carry their team. I just want to drop some stats here. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Sorry, Kings fans, you're brutal. Uh, I, hey, I actually think I'll take they're going to fall quick. out of the playoffs. That's what I yeah. think. But, yeah, if that was the matchup, I would pick the Kings. You think well, the LA okay. Kings are going to fall out of the playoffs? The reason I why is because they have eight injuries right now. Roster, like proper roster player injuries. They're still 6-3-1 and one despite those injuries, though, in the last 10. I know, but how long is it going to last? Mm-hmm. Now they're going to play harder competition, too. The schedule is yeah. a little bit harder coming up. So I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think so they'll be okay. Just to drop some comparisons. They're eighth in the league get, um, with gold against, but they're 28th in the league at on their PK at 74.4%. Um, they're 21st in goals per game at doesn't matter if playoffs. <laughs> and the 28th on the power play at 15.9%. The Oilers are 7th yep. in the league um, for goals per game at 3.34. They're 5th in the league on the power play at Two four point six. They're they're twenty fourth in the league on PK at seventy five point nine, and they're they're twenty second in the league uh, for for goals against at three point one nine. So I think. So, Ponchi. Yeah. Quick question here. Yeah. What wins games in the playoffs? <laughs> The word starts with a, a D. Oh. Um, I heard as uh, one person defense. once put. I heard so, as one person once put it. Um, I've got to score more goals than the other team. Can I just tell you quickly yeah, why but... I think that uh, LA is gonna miss? So their mm-hmm. upcoming games, they play the Flames twice. They play Edmonton oh, twice. No. They play the Jets, oh, Colorado, Minnesota. <laughs> Columbus, Chicago, three times, who have been giving them a very tough time. They play the Canucks, and they have a couple of easy games against Seattle. But those mm-hmm. other games I, are I all pretty hard. I fully believe in LA. <laughs> I, they're going to win a few of those games. They have a pretty good point lead over everybody else. I think they're eight points up over Vancouver and yeah. other teams. So I think they should be okay. But if, Even if they, is... even they go 500, they should be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're not... They're only good with GAA. Everywhere else across the board, mediocre. Not even mediocre. They're on the bottom end. At least with Edmonton, like, yeah, their GAA sucks, and their PK sucks, and their uniforms suck. Um, you think LA's uniform sucks? Or Edmonton? No, 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 I said no, Edmonton's. No. Okay, Edmonton's. Okay, good. Yeah, LA's always um, good. <laughs> at least, like, even if they're not on the power play, at least they can score goals. But I think the deciding factor is the goaltending. And, like, what are you doing, Oilers? What are you doing, Ken Holland? You, you had one issue, and it was your goaltending. Goal well, uh, there's, there's a plethora there's a of couple issues. Of, yeah, there's so, a couple issues. There's, a, there's enough. There's, there's, enough there's a couple more. But <laughs> do I see, like... What I'm seeing is, I think we're going to have a couple four or five goal games 
So it'll be like 3-4, 5-6. I think it'll just be a lot of offense. And I think if you can't <laughs> if you can't keep pucks out of your net, at least put pucks in the other team's net. And I think that's how Edmonton's gonna yeah. win. All I'm gonna say is <laughs> Edmonton lost to the Jets, who got swept by the Habs. The Habs are last. It always comes back to the Habs. The Jets are not in the playoffs. <laughs> Hear me out. The Habs are last. The Jets are not in the playoffs. What does that say about the Edmonton Oilers and playoff success? I know the Habs are a completely different team, but still. They lose to the Jets in the playoffs. Let's be honest, they're a better playoff built team than the Oilers are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, regular season success. And it's honestly, the regular season hasn't even been that great. Let's be honest. Um. Yeah, I just don't see how it's going to translate. Like they're having like a mediocre-ish regular season, and then uh, that how is that going to translate to the playoffs? We've seen teams with amazing regular seasons transfer the playoffs and lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. Edmonton's already known as a more of a regular season team than a playoff team, and they're having like a mm-hmm. mediocre-ish, above mediocre regular season. And now they're going to the playoffs, expecting to win a round. There's no chance. There's no chance. Mm-hmm. I don't so, like either of these yeah. teams, but if I had to go with a team, it'd be Edmonton. But I see, like, I don't mind LA, but they're not, they don't have a particular strength. They're all right across the board and everything. That's the only problem with them. Mm-hmm. And I get they have playoff experience and whatnot, but you have to be good at something. You can't be mediocre and expect to win to win games all right well me and mike pick la you pick edmonton 2v1 mm-hmm. la moves on oh no. yeah what's the next matchup we've got colorado dallas mm. i don't think this is gonna be the matchup so i think dallas gonna keep winning yeah but i'm gonna say colorado they have Arturi yeah. Lekkinen now, and I cannot root against them. So I'm going to go with Colorado. Yeah, I want to build a case for Dallas, but I, it's kind of hard. I mean, like, it's just uh, the Colorado Avalanche are just so strong, right? They're just such a good team. Mm, yeah, they're like pro- they probably beat Dallas in every single position, right? That's the they, way I look at it. So absolutely, yeah. I I will go with the, yeah. I'll keep it short and simple, Colorado. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. Um. Yeah, it's the same case with um last time where Dallas is all right in most categories. They like Joe Pavelski should not be your leading scorer because it's uh Joe Pavelski's overachieving here, but like you've got Jamie Ben who makes ten mil and you got Tyler Sagan. They should be like. They should they should definitely be the people that are um, leading your scoring, or at least um, adding they got, support. They got paid just, for their past, not for their present. Yeah, yeah, they're just not achieving right now, and I don't think Jason Robertson's going to pull them out of the playoffs by himself. No, him Pavelski and hints as much as they can try. And mm-hmm. funny, they've been winning a lot of games without Heiskanen, which is kind of crazy considering he's their best defenseman. But they've been winning a lot of games without him. 
you have to wonder <laughs> if he comes back, do they start losing again? Like it doesn't make any sense. When they had Heiskanen and Klingberg, they weren't good. And they, or they weren't they were okay but not great. And then Heiskanen goes down with an injury for a while and they start winning a bunch of games. So I don't know, man. I, I just don't see them beating Colorado. I, I just think Colorado's too good. Uh, too good right now to uh, jinx them with the classic too good right now jinx from uh, urinating tree. But yeah, Colorado Colorado should win this series. Should win it in four, to be honest with you. Maybe five if Dallas pushes them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Colorado's a wagon. It's not, it shouldn't even be close. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see Colorado in round two probably. Yeah. Knock on also, wood because our turn that is there. Also, like, Tyler Sagan isn't as bad as I just like trashed on him for. He's got, he's on a twenty goal. He's gonna be a twenty goal scorer this year. I think mm-hmm. he's just having a rough year because he came off for that injury, money right? for Sagan. Uh, yeah, he did have money. Yeah, because yeah, Sagan, Sagan's injury last year. I think honestly, I just think he'll never be as good as he was just because of his injuries. It's been so bad, you know. Like, like he is yeah. still a good player, right? Of course, every team would probably want to have Sagan. It, like the, the money's an issue, but. It's just his injuries definitely screwed him. I mean, I'm curious to see, like, next he, he has a full offseason coming up, probably just to mm-hmm. recover, I guess. And it'll be curious to see what he does next year. But I just don't think he's just there, like, how he used to be. I think they just need yeah. they just need to shuffle through some talent. I don't think Radulov is a long-term answer. I think find, find somebody. Find somebody to support them. Because I was just looking at Ben and... Um, and Sagan. I know they're being paid a lot, but they're they're still producing and there's still another like twenty games left in the season. So they're not as bad. And they're also both um like they're all they're both uh playoff performers. They perform. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. They do perform maybe, well in the playoffs. So you could see maybe they're they're kind of just coasting right now and then in the playoffs they turn it up. But I think I don't. Yeah, I think as soon as um, as soon as, as, soon as you, they poke the bear. Well, I think as soon as you add some more talent around them, and and kind of bolster that your top six, you'll be you'll see some changes, and hopefully, like we, I always say this, but you don't need to pay for. You don't need them to produce like their ten million dollar players. You just need to them to produce, and they they still are. They're just not what they were. All right. Okay, we all pick Colorado, so we have yeah. Colorado, LA, and Calgary. Yeah. So far, all right. Next. So next one is St. Louis and Minnesota. I think it's easy for me. I'm going to pick St. Louis. I don't like Minnesota as much. I know they added uh, Tyson Jost, but... Um, Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, Marc-Andre Fleury as well, yeah. but I And actually, funny enough, I actually think their goaltending's better than St. Louis because I just don't like Bennington at all. But... Um, Billy Hoos has been struggling a bit more lately. He's come yeah. back to, down to earth. But... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I just think that their ability, their dynamic ability to score in different ways and different fashions is uh, very much outweighed by Minnesota's game, I think. Like, for Minnesota, it really comes down to Kaprizov. And um, watching their games, it's really it really looks like he has to drag the team into the fight every single time. Like, whatever happens with their yeah. scoring, it's Kaprizov. He's being the motor of the team. And 
I think if you can shut that down in some way, which in playoffs we've, we've seen people hone in on star players and that's a, a legit game plan. I think if um, St. Louis does that, I think they'll be able to beat uh, Minnesota. So that's something in them. Yeah, like the only way I see Minnesota really winning this series is if when they do triple team Kaprizov or gang up on him, whatever you want to call it, when they do try to shut him down, the only way I see Minnesota having a chance is if guys like Zuccarello, Kevin Fiala uh, are able to step up and really fill in the gaps. I do like Minnesota's defense, so I, I will admit I like Brodeen, I like Dumba, but St. Louis is also pretty strong. I, I'm not a fan of Tory Kirk, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think his defensive game is a, a, a liability uh, at best. Uh, he's definitely good offensively. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I'm, I, don't I don't like his defensive play in his own end. Uh, Justin Falk's okay at times. Uh, I love Colton Pareko, but I just think I just think that mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis has more more depth offensively than Minnesota does. Uh, as much as I don't like the goaltending in St. Louis, I don't like the goaltending situation right now. I, I do have to go with St. Louis. And they, they do have a track record of, of success. They, they won very recently. They still have Ryan O'Reilly, who's one of the best two-way centers in the game. Uh, Jordan Kyrie is taking a lot of steps. Robert Thomas is taking steps. Uh, they have Pavel Buchnevich now, too, they, who they mm. only gave up Sammy Blay for, essentially, and Ryan Reeves. So, good job there. Um, like they, they, they got really good offensively. And David Perron's had a great season as well. Braden Shen's a good playoff performer. Like, St. Louis, look down their lineup. They have a lot more depth, in my opinion, especially offensively than Minnesota does. So as much as I love the flower and I love Flurry, I'd love the story of him winning a series after Vegas decided to get rid of him for no good reason. I just think that uh, I just think that St. Louis is the the better team right now. Punch. Yeah, yeah. I think there is uh, the hat trick. Um... So I'm just going to read off some more stats. Uh, the only thing Saint or um, Minnesota has over St. Louis is a goal against, which is 3.66. Other than that, every other stat, they're 20th at best. Well, Minnesota? Yeah. Well, St. Louis is top 10 in every single stat. So that definitely wow. shows that St. Louis has just been playing on the better end. Um Justin Falk hasn't just been good. He's been phenomenal. He's a plus 34. Um, I picked him up in the last round of our fantasy draft. Always a steal. Pick him up. Um, but they're, they're showing... St. Louis shows that they can do it on both ends. And especially after last year, they just had a rough year. I think they're they're back. Like... Brandon Sod's producing fairly well. Um, they've got some great players. Tarasenko's playing really well. Yeah, David Perron. Yeah, you forget about him. Yeah, well, I can keep going. Like, even Tori Krug, Robert Thomas, I yeah. really like him. Kairou. They, they've got a good squad there. Yeah, it's, so, and it's funny. You point out their underlying numbers, too, like in all their stats, the goals against, goals for, and all that. You're just going to Minnesota only beats them and goes against average. It's crazy you say that, and you, that St. Louis is top 10 in almost every other stat, because the point differential is only one point in the standings. Minnesota's one point back of St. Louis with the game in hand. So despite uh, St. Louis having much better underlying numbers, it just shows that Minnesota this season has been getting a lot more 
uh, timely goals. Their goals have been much more timely than St. Louis. So they are picking and choosing their moments to be a great team. Whereas St. Louis has just played solid throughout the entire, like a top 10 team throughout the entire season. It's just, they haven't gotten it in the perfect moments that Minnesota has to have an inflated record. So this might be indicating that Minnesota's record is slightly inflated by surge performances in big moments that boost their record. Mm -hmm. Whereas a team like St. Louis, they might be getting a bit unlucky or they're perfectly on pace where they're expected to be. So it's uh, it's interesting you say that. So maybe if St. Louis gets even slightly luckier or Minnesota gets a bit less timely with their goals and a bit less luck in that sense, you could see St. Louis really running away with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also you guys numbers wanna... don't always um, describe performance. So you might be this in all – and this is also pre-Marc-Andre Fleury. So just yep. because this is a team's overall statistics, it gives you part of the picture. But then, like, everybody took the Columbus, or everybody took the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So playoff hockey is just so much different where you can, it only takes a couple mm. plays to add. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing, one thing that everybody forgets about that Columbus Blue Jackets team, though, is that they're actually a very good hockey team. Uh, they bought they bought big time at the deadline. Like they brought in Matt Duchesne, Dezingle. They already had a decent – they already had a pretty solid defense core. They had Seth Jones with Zach Wierenski, Bobrovsky, and Nett. Like, they already had a very good squad. They had Panarin up front. You, people forget they had Panarin at the time. Um, and then they add Matt Duchesne to that team. They add Ryan Dezingle, who, who at the time was having a very good season. And they also brought in someone else offensively too. So like Columbus bought at that deadline and they really, really, really uh, were one of the hottest teams in the NHL going into the playoffs. So honestly, Tampa Bay as a one seed, we're playing against one of the other best teams in the league um, in the first round because Columbus bought the deadline and won almost every game after that. So it's one of those things where where you look you look back on that, yeah, it's funny, and they got swept, which really sucks. But a lot of the games were close, and it was a really hard fought series. And I think Tampa Bay learned from their lesson, and they every year at the deadline now they mm. they go all in and they win every year. So, or they've won every year since. So it is one of those things that you have to keep an eye out for. And uh, yeah, I think this year Minnesota's not one of those teams like Columbus was. Where yeah, maybe their underlying numbers weren't great. They sneak into the playoffs in the final wild card. Whereas hmm. Minnesota's numbers are pretty bad, but their points are still pretty high. So yeah. it's one of those things where maybe they're being inflated by, like I said, timely goals that are really yeah. boosting their average. And they the deadline they didn't add any crazy names. Like, yeah, they added Flurry, but other than that, Nick Delorier, Tyson Jones, like mm-hmm. Justin Braun, I think as well. Like those aren't names that are gonna necessarily save your team so uh or make a huge significant impact on your on your numbers mm-hmm. on your underlying numbers so we'll, we'll see how it plays out i mean maybe if minnesota goes on a crazy terror to end off the season i'll look stupid mm-hmm. and that's what i love about hockey man you can make a take and you can be completely wrong or completely right for all the wrong yeah. reasons so yeah for we're sure. usually right around here though yeah so that's what that's what sets us aside yeah from the we other are podcast. always right never he wrong. predicted flurry to Flurry to uh, Minnesota. Mike predicted Giroud yep. uh, to Colorado. Oh, wait. That oh. didn't happen. 
Why did I say he's a Florida or a Colorado? He's been to Colorado. Colorado quite a few times. <laughs> and then I also said Sidney Crosby to the Avs after Drew. So. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We we honestly, both, we both said some honestly, right and wrong though, things. I did. I did predict that uh, Shalgren would have a really good first game. You did. You said he's gonna have a shutout. Mm-hmm. You actually said shutout too. Did I say shutout? Yeah, you got a oh, shutout after that. Yeah. Nice. All right. There you have it. Next matchup. Right, Last matchup? Uh, uh, we did all the matchups for the first round. Okay. Yeah, we'll just finish through the bracket. So, okay. Um, Calgary, LA? Yeah. Cal- Calgary? Yeah. Calgary, easy. Don't even need to spend so. time on that. All right. Um, Colorado, St. Louis? Colorado. Colorado. I have Colorado too, but I want to see St. Louis make some noise. <laughs> but we're going right. to Colorado. Everyone wants to see Colorado, Calgary. Mm. And who do you have between Colorado and Calgary out of the West? I I got Colorado. Um, I I think that I know that uh, Calgary's probably a better put together team in terms of their de- team defense, but um, I don't are think. They- and for team defense, maybe like oh team yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like defense core no 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 like just like how they play defensively, uh but I think that Colorado is too fast and I really think if uh McKinnon gets to the Western Conference Finals, I don't think he's gonna let this go easily, like he had a pretty good and easy path last year, and it got uh it it got squashed. And I really think they should have been in the finals last year, but they—I don't think he's gonna let it go easy. And Calgary's they playing. They could have played Montreal. Man. Yeah, they—they they also had Vegas though. Vegas wasn't. But Vegas is not that they weren't as they weren't stronger than than Colorado. I don't think. Like plus they didn't I have Calgary, right? Bar. What's that? I mean Colorado. Yeah. Well, I mean, like yeah. now they got Calgary as well. They added Lekkinen. I really don't think they're gonna pass up this opportunity. So I think mm-hmm. they'll pick. And Josh Manson on yeah. defense. Yeah, Manson as well. Only thing is goaltending. Yeah, well, That's the only difference, yeah. I would say. I could see Calgary yeah. stealing a game because of goaltending. Um, <clears throat> if And if Sean Monaghan plays, because he's still on the fourth line now, but if he plays above a fourth line player, you could get some, you could get so, some scoring uh, on the fourth line. I think it's the defense man. on Colorado that's better than Calgary's, but if, I don't know. Do you think the top six in Calgary is better than Colorado's top six. The top six of Calgary think... better than Colorado's top six? No chance. Yeah. No, I don't think so at all. Not, a, not even mm. close for a second for me. Blandiskog? Uh, okay, actually, hang on. Let me actually be let's, let's, real. Let's, look at, let's break McKinnon it down McKinnon stumps Lindholm. Easy, right? McKinnon yeah. over Lindholm. I take Ranton over Drudger. I don't care. Anyone can say anything. And I take Landiskog over Kachuk. Mm-hmm. I just do. I, I take them all over the other counterpart, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you go to the second line. Okay. Uh, their second line's Kadri. I take Kadri over whoever Calgary's second line center is. I think it's Backlund. I take Kadri over Backlund. Uh, who else is on that second line? You have uh, Andre Burakovsky. So mm-hmm. who who does Calgary? I I think Calgary has Tafoli. I take Tafoli. I I, I would I take Tafoli instead. Burkowski. I, I like Burkowski's game. I just love to follow in the playoffs. He plays a really good game in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's Nishushkin 
versus uh, Manjapani. I'd go with uh, I'd go with the Shushkin for the playoffs. Uh, I think the Shushkin plays a really good game that's suited for the playoffs. That that that's why everyone was saying Giroud to Colorado because they wanted Giroud on that second left wing. But I'm just gonna double check. I take I think it's Dubé right now. Manjapani's on the third. Oh, Nishushkin over Dubé all day then. Yeah. I I just think McKinnon is is just miles better. Like I like I know that like the stats for the season will be like okay, Goudreau is like on par with them, but yeah, I I really don't think like they're on the same tier. Yeah, right. Like it. That's and then a, if you look at yeah. the yeah, and if you look at the defense, like Calgary has absolutely no one who even comes close to comparing to McCarr. Um, so that's something above and beyond that Colorado has over Calgary. Let's just be honest. Like Calgary does not have a game breaker on defense. They just don't. No. They have a solid core, sure, but they don't have a game breaker. Um, and then you look as well, Devon Taves, Sam Gerrard, Eric Johnson, mm-hmm. Josh Manson. Like that's that's a good decor, man. Yeah. That's that's a good decor. The only thing I'd say Calgary really has the advantage over Colorado is is goaltending. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like Francis. I don't like I don't like mm-hmm. the way Kemp, uh you're not a big Kemper guy. Kemper's played this year. I used to be a Kemper guy, especially when he was in Arizona, but mm-hmm. I don't like the way he's played this year. I had him fantasy hockey. He's been good as of late, but I didn't like the way he played this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's been very shaky. So if he just if he has it off during the playoffs, like he's going to let in every goal. So yeah, they need one of their two goalies to play well. And honestly, last year one of the things that cost them was having Francis as their goalie. If they have anybody else as their goalie, I think they would have won that series over Vegas because mm-hmm. uh, he let in some weak goals every now and then. He let in some weak goals. Um, yeah. And no, no, no hate to the guy. He's a he's a good backup goalie. Puts up the performances he needs to, but when he plays every game, it's not looking good. So uh, mm. it's, just, it's just not the load that he like the load management is used yeah. to. So I, I think if Colorado had bought on a goalie, I would have called Montreal pretty aggressively about Jake Allen. Um, to have him as the backup, have Francis as the third string, and do a Kemper Allen tandem. Yeah, I would have called Montreal pretty aggressively about that because Jake Allen's looked really good as of late. Um, or I would have called aggressively to Chicago about Flurry. Uh, obviously, they bought on Josh Manson. They bought on Jerus. Uh, not on Drew. <laughs> they bought on Josh Manson and on Arturi Lekkinen, so they didn't have many assets left. But I think I, if I was Colorado, I, maybe they did try. Who knows? But I would have really wanted to upgrade the goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just say, just granted though, this is the peak of the peak. So it's it's gonna be we're gonna be splitting hairs, regardless. Um, yeah, like I, I'm running with Colorado here, just I, just because I think that they they have a lot of good pieces, and I think that Calgary is going to do its best to, like Colorado is like a running river, right? Yeah, and and Calgary is like a dam. Okay, so Calgary throughout the playoffs is just kind of blocking the water, no problem. All the other teams flowing through, blocking the analogy. Colorado comes in; they're not <laughs> they're not just any river. They're a freaking avalanche of water, freak. I don't even care. Colorado avalanche, whatever you want to call it. They're a tsunami of water or tidal wave. <laughs> An avalanche of water. For those of you looking, this is the tidal wave coming. This is the dam that's Calgary. This is the tidal wave of Colorado. Boom, coming in, coming in. Boom, crushes them. They might hold back for a little bit, like the first little spritz of water that comes from the tidal wave coming first, right? They'll, they'll block those mm. first few waves, and then all of a sudden, too much overflow calgary's done if calgary can hold the water back hold back colorado's offense as it does yes. flow, 
if if they can be sturdy enough as the dam they are, uh, if they can be sturdy enough, and if Daryl Sutter can figure out a way to uh, to weaken the water, maybe have like some smaller dams along the way to weaken the the flow towards the big dam that is losing the series. I well, think yeah, uh, yes. I think, I think Colorado could uh, lose to Calgary, but like I said, I think they're just too big of a wave. Like mm-hmm. there's no stopping them. So uh, the only thing that I can see them stopping them is the the team that we had winning out of the East, and that's Tampa Bay. So. Yeah, I think and this is hopefully this happens and this is going to be a good series. I think Colorado like, versus Tampa Bay would be amazing. No, well, like I, I want the Tampa Bay Calgary matchup because the puck was in. But uh, even this Colorado Flames, <laughs> if you get the Colorado, if you get the Calgary Tampa, you already know it's going to be rigged against you, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Batman or... hates Canadian teams. <laughs> yeah. But I think because Colorado's got a rough penalty kill. They're 17th in the league, which is kind of above average, I guess, or just about. If I think if the combination is Markstrom's got to steal them a couple games, and they've just Calgary's got to be firing on the power play and. Yeah, they're top ten in the power play at nine, but we'll see. It's it's going to be splitting hairs because these two are the best of the best Very, yes. in the West. Yes, I could see either team winning this matchup. So begrudgingly on the way, I'm saying Colorado. Colorado, we got begrudgingly. I'm impressed that you even were willing to put Colorado. Oh, I no, I well, I had Calgary, but begrudgingly, I put down Colorado as the. It's a pick. All right. So now it's our finals matchup. Tampa Bay versus Colorado. Who do we have? Tampa. 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 Tampa's too good. Tampa. I'm gonna Tampa. I'm gonna do a hot take. Okay, I'm gonna do Tampa Bay. Fuck it. Never I don't mind. think no there's hot a hot take. take. I don't think there's a hot take in. Yeah, in he can pick either one. I'm gonna go Tampa as well. They're just too good, man. I think Brendan Hagel's gonna be a point per game in the playoffs for some reason. He just will. I think <laughs> it's just Tom a Tampa Brady, thing. I think with the Tom Brady like on retirement, I think Tampa has to win. Did he unretire? He did unretire. Are you serious? I thought it was a joke. No, because <laughs> he, he retired. Unretired. He retired for oh, all my. of a month. He didn't even retire for the full off season. The, the guy about took a month off, got really bored, and said, fuck it, I'm just going to play football again at the, and in the NFL. Like, the dude takes a month off, he's like, ah, I can go back, why not? Like, he just mm-hmm. has that option, because he's just that good. Like, he could probably play into his 50s, if he wanted to. Okay. So we all have Tampa Bay, um, named after Tom Brady. <laughs> Look, we got the numbers now. I kind the of Tampa like Brady call... Lightning. The Tampa, the Tampa <laughs> Brady Tampa Lightning. Oh my, I can't well, say like, it. Okay, real no, quick. The Tampa Brady. Tampa Brady Lightning. <laughs> Jesus like just that. brought up how uh, I don't know if you saw this, Mike. I, I know you're not a big football guy, but so you know I how Brady like retired, right? And then he came back. I don't even know if you know this, but he retired, and then like a couple months went by. I think like two months went by, and he said I'm coming back. Okay, so that's what happened. A day before yeah. he came back, or announced he's coming back, or two days before, it was in the same week. That's all I know. His last touchdown ball, the, the, the ball he threw for his last touchdown ever in his supposed career, it sold for 500k. 
the same week he said he's coming back to football. <laughs> so that Whoever last bought that football is so mad. <laughs> that... Reimburse them. I'm not sure nothing to him. Yeah, I I don't know how it works, but he bought it at an auction, so like that... yeah, <laughs> he could be screwed. Bro, honestly, you could say, "Oh, this is the last touchdown he threw before he unretired himself." That's still a. I don't know, man. I it's not gonna be worth 500k anymore. No, it's never gonna be worth 500k. Oh, yeah. But honestly, whenever you buy anything like that, it's never gonna be worth the same. But it's also cool. It's so cool. I, I, I mean, yeah, you can say, I, I mean, you can say you have a football that Tom Brady threw. True, yeah, but for yeah. a touchdown, I, I, um, I don't know. I would. I would. I don't buy it. A, I don't have 500k to spend on a football. But B, that's not really something I'd buy. But hey, if you have the money to do it, why not? Casual flex. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, though. I feel bad for the person who bought that. <laughs> just with, like, Tampa's team. I just, I'm, I'm a big stats guy, I guess. I'm the stats guy. Their power play and their PK sucks. Yeah, their special teams are not good this year. But don't worry, that changes in the playoffs. Don't yeah, worry. they'll they'll be they'll turn it on, man, for sure. Yeah, Tampa Bay literally well, is just. I I really right think now. them mm-hmm. losing to Columbus did something to them. Like I actually yeah. think like they will not give up now. Like they're not going to take anything lightly anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, you kind of already saw it in the uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay game just a couple days ago. You saw it, man. Like you, you can just tell like this is going to be a good playoff matchup, and they're not going to back down. You know and. Uh, it's uh, I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. I think that just like yeah. last year, a lot of people are kind of uh, looking down on them as if they've already won their cup. They're gonna be chilling now. They're probably gonna get dethroned now. But I think as soon as playoffs starts, people are gonna realize how good this team really is and how uh, far ahead of the curve they are. So I, I don't think it's gonna be yeah. easy for them to get knocked out. Like they they yeah. lose Coleman, they lose Goudreau, they lose no sorry, they lose Coleman, they lose Gordon, they lose Tyler Johnson. Like that was their third line last mm. playoff run. Uh so that really, really hurt them. Yeah. Uh but this year they literally rebuilt the third line. Yeah. Uh, that is arguably just as good. Yeah. Um <clears throat> they brought in Brendan Hagel, they bring in Nick Paul. I don't remember who the other guy was, but they bring in two pieces yeah. to a third line that's already looking much better. Like Nick Paul is playing top line minutes in Ottawa <laughs> and goes to the third line in Tampa, classic. Um, and then they also uh, bring in Brandon Hagel, who was playing first line minutes in Chicago, goes to the third line in Tampa. So they bring in some really, really good guys uh, in that sense. And uh, yeah, they, they, they're looking good, man. And they brought in Corey Perry in the offseason as well. He was a really, really – if you watched the Montreal Canadiens last year in the playoffs, mm. Corey Perry was arguably one of their best forwards. Despite playing four or five minutes, he'd go in, he'd control the puck for three minutes, and then just get off. I'm like, all right, nice. Yeah. Puts a few people well, off here and there, maybe take a penalty or two, and then uh, get his face slashed, bleed everywhere, no penalty called. We win in overtime, and yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just going to share like, – It's a time. I'm just going <laughs> to disappear from the podcast for a sec. I'm going to share – the moment that I think like really Tampa Bay turned it on. If I can. So I'm just going to share my screen. Sorry, audio listeners. Um, for you, can, can you guys see it? You made me click a button. Uh, we can see part of it. It's small <laughs> it's though. It's right here. Yeah. It's, I know it's very, it's a 
It's a GIF rants because I don't want to link to a website. But oh, it's, the it's right here. Panarin. It's Panarin. It's Panarin uh, trying to high five Kucherov. That's like that's, that's probably the, it. Yeah. That's when the like, TSN turning point. It on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a TSN turning point right there. Right. Yeah, the next season they were world beaters and uh, win every game. So, yeah, so, that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's actually Panarin's fault. It's all Panarin's <laughs> fault. Yo, imagine they find a way to bring in Panarin at some point. That'd be crazy. Or imagine yeah. if they had found a way. It's too late now, but yeah, when he was a free agent, that'd be that would have been insane. Imagine a team with Panarin, Point, Stankos, and Kucherov. There'd be no depth there, but it'd be kind of cool. Imagine team with like. Matt Duchesne, Panarin, Sergei Brovsky, David Savard, uh, yeah. Nick Foligno. Right. That would have been a team. Imagine Panarin and Kane. Brian Mazingle. Wow. Imagine, Yo, imagine, you guys, imagine Brendan Saad, though, with John and Taves. Like, come on. That beats Panarin Kane all day, right? Imagine, like, Eric I can't Carlson believe they did that, man. and Brent Burns together. I don't yeah, know. yeah I'm living the good life. Panarin, Kaner line, or imagine the Brinkat, or imagine Panarin with Dylan Strowman, Evander Kane, or no, no, Patrick <laughs> Kane. Oh my God, that would be <laughs> that would be way worse. Uh, and then John and Taves, Kubalik, and and Debrinkat. Like you'd have two really good lines right there. Mm. Yeah, but no, they had to trade for Brandon Saad and then lose yeah, him to Brandon Saad. Yeah, and they let him go to St. Louis. Yeah, good job. Well, like. Who has more rings, Brandon Saad or Temu Panarin? That's a good point. Sure, uh, but Sam if Bowman. you want to live in the past, go for Brandon Saad. If you want to live in the present, go for Temu Panarin. Yeah, right. Call Imagine LaFleur, like, out of how, retirement. Like, how do you trade away Brandon Saad? Then say, ah, uh, you know what? We're going to give you a generational player to get him back, or a franchise level player. I should say, not generational, but franchise level player to get him back. Well. Because Panarin just was he just on a good pace for the Calder? What do you mean they traded him? Like two he's pretty after. comparable to what Kaprizov is now. Like that's how okay. he was back then. He was and he's still good. that now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still that now. And he's even better now, right? <laughs> so, I would think he's even better than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Harry's the yeah. the Rangers offense right now. He's so good. Uh, I mean, Zibanejad's great too, but um, let's be real. Did they Panarin's win a ring after guy. that trade though? I thought they won a ring with Panarin there. Yeah, I'm not sure though. The last one they won was 2015. So if he was there in 2015, then they won a ring. But I don't think, I don't he, think was. he was. Yeah, I think he went to Columbus no. in like 20. Oh no, 14? Chicago! What are you doing? I'm just looking up the Chicago stats right now. That's bad, Chicago. You're bad. Yeah, they are bad this year. Uh, but the, you know what sucks? They lost both sod trades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They lost trading him away and lost getting him back. Like, there was just, I guess you forget that, no, Saad wasn't on the Columbus Blue Jackets team. They got Panarin. Genius. Whoever convinced, yo, Yarmor Kekalainen, I don't know how you convinced Stan Bowman to make that trade. Did you call him and say, yo, Stan, put on a video montage of your Stanley Cubs. You know what those have in common? Brandon mm-hmm. Saad. You know what they don't have? Artemi Panarin. <laughs> Let's make a swap. Right? They, they, and the reason they traded that away, I remember at the time they said that the reason they traded that was because they were familiar with Saad and liked what he brought, and they had he had one extra year at six million dollars. 
yeah. over Panarin, and they like the cap certainty. I'm all for cap certainty, but don't mess around with your star player, man. Like, it just – Oh, oh man. no. I, mean, I don't think Kane ever really forgave Bowman for that trade. I know Taze yeah. was happy getting Sod back, but I don't think Kane ever forgave the management for that. Yeah. Well, because – um. So I'm just looking up Brandon Sod. I like Brandon Sod, but Jesus. I love Brandon Sod. He's not worth our Jimmy Panarin. No, not at all. Um, and they had already won the two rings. Brandon Sod already won two rings, so. Hey, you don't need him again. Yeah. So do you guys want to know the Brandon Sod trade history? He's been traded three times, all three involving Chicago. You guys want to know? <laughs> All right, okay. go for it. So, Chicago gets Brendan Saad, right? Because they draft him, right? That's just yeah. how it works. So, but then in June June 30th, 2015, they say, we don't need Saad anymore. It's time for a retool. They trade away Brendan Saad, this guy named Alex Broadhurst and Michael Pagliotto. So, they're not really, no offense, they're not really relevant at this point in time for that trade. They get back Marco Dano, not there. Artem Anisimov, not there. Corey Tropp, there. Jeremy Morin, not there. A fourth round pick. That's it. I remember Marco okay. Nano hype. That was pretty funny. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Next. And then, so the two years later, almost to the day, seven day difference, but almost the day, two years later, after an unsuccessful playoff race, they say, you know what we need? We need Brandon Sutton. So they say, <laughs> hey, Columbus, here's Artemi Panarin, Tyler Mott, and a sixth round pick for Brandon Sod, Anton Forsberg, and a fifth round pick. Anton Forsberg's playing really well. He got a really good extension in Ottawa, but he never played well for Chicago. Useless for them, uh, at least in terms of that acquisition. Fifth-round pick, sure, uh, but Panarin given up. So that's not good. But then three years later, in October, they say, okay, it's time for a rebuild, guys. I know what we need to do. We're trading away Brandon Sod. Third time's the mm-hmm. charm. We'll win this third Brandon Sod trade. You're wrong. Uh, so they traded away Brendan Saad to Colorado, as well as Dennis Gilbert, who, I mean, never really played for Colorado. Um, and the Blackhawks acquired Nikita Zadorov and Anton Lindholm, who's not there. Mm-hmm. So you just traded you. So essentially, they traded away Artemi Panarin for Nikita Zadorov. Solid trade. That's, I like yeah, it. exactly. Just put that. Put that all together. That's asset management right there, baby. Asset management 101. Mm. Stan Bowman, legendary GM. <laughs> Artemi Panarin for Nikita Zadorov. Asset management, baby. Let's go. That's how you go. do it, man. That's how you do it. The, the Brennan Saad trade tree is an interesting saga that, honestly, maybe in the offices we can do trade trees. I know Steve Daniel does them on Sportsnet, but we could probably push out a lot of those. Um, that could be something we do, but <laughs> how... I'm sorry, I don't go on a tangent. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But like, how do you trade a guy three times and lose all three deals? It's got to be a trade, buddy. Yeah, and people are mad about Canucks not trading Halak. Like, come on, there's worse things in the world. Dude, Stan Bowman could have been fired for this alone. Yeah. Let's just drop some bad trades. Let's let's drop some bad trades. What are some bad trades? You guys want to drop just random bad trades right now, or do you want to do that on the next podcast? We just uh, talk about we'll, a bunch of bad trades. We'll do it just we'll... so then we can rant for another like six minutes. All right, all right, all right. Kyle Davidson has been very good, though, by the way. Uh, I see Spire from Naruto saying that. Uh, he's been very good. Very good. He, he made some major moves. He got two first-round picks, two sec- former second-round prospects out of one player. 
that's that's a trade. That's a trade if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's look up the worst, some of the worst, worst trades in NHL history. No one. Is that the best, that? Uh, the Toskala trade. Oh, is that the one for Jay? Is that the one with Duke No, for um, out of San Jose. Because oh. um, the Leafs needed a goalie. Right. And they, let me bring it up. The Vesa, any trade for Vesa Toskala is a bad trade. <laughs> also, like, <clears throat> the Sharks had a really good, like, trio there. Because Toskala wasn't that bad at the time. And then they also had Kiprasov and Nabokov. Yeah. Yep. I met Toskala once. Yeah? yeah? How was he? He was a nice guy. <laughs> I was a kid though, so what do I know? So it's like my first ever athlete I ever met. Um, the Raycroft for Tukarask trade, that's brutal too. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Tukarask for oh my god. Imagine if they had Tukarask. I mean maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. Maybe they wouldn't have developed him. Probably would not have given him a good team, but still, that's that's mm-hmm. rough. How's it going, Mixed Hot Trap? We see you. How's it going, uh, TTV uh, Mary Juana? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I said like that on purpose. Uh, medicinal, yeah. obviously. Medicinal. I'm, I'm, wait, okay, wait. This, the San Jose, like the Vesa Tosca trade is ridiculous. Because San Jose got two seventh or a first a second and a fourth and then San Jose traded all of them but <laughs> guys Spyro from Naruto has even better a better scenario yeah. imagine trading away for a, a draft pick for Kyle Quincy right to acquire Kyle Quincy on a playoff run or for whatever reason you acquire Kyle Quincy <laughs> mm-hmm. and the draft pick becomes Andre Vasilevsky oh my god <laughs> But did, I mean, there's no way of foreseeing that. But still, that that's did you trade rough, away man. the rights to to Vasilevsky? Because that sucks. Never. No, no, no. Like, no, wait. no I don't. I don't. Exactly. No, that's not even that bad though. I don't think anyone ever had the rights to Vasilevsky that wasn't Tampa Bay. Yeah, but then like you don't. That's not that bad. You don't trash the team for giving yeah. up a draft pick. You praise the 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 for... on him, right? But yeah. 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 Because you don't go, funny, though, of course. Anymore. Yeah. You don't make fun of the other, like, 30 teams at the time for passing on Joe Pavelski, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's true. All right. That's true. How did our picks pan out from uh, from yesterday? Not good. <laughs> Not me, at least. Let me check for you. All the upsets won, man. All the upsets won. I'm excited for tonight's picks, so okay. what y'all's playing tonight. Ooh, baby. Off on that. I actually yeah. didn't tally it up, but I can go through them right now. I, I know who won and lost. So Mike picked the Leafs, Penguins, Avs, and Blackhawks. So he went two for four. I went. Boom. I picked the Leafs, Penguins, Canucks, and Ducks. So I went two for four as well. And Ponge went Leafs, Sabers, Avs, and Ducks. So he went two for four. Nice. Shaquille O'Neal from the line. All of us went two for four. Um. Okay, so we can do the we can do today's predictions. What about uh, what about McSaw Trap? How did he do? McSaw Trap. Let me check. I gotta, I gotta go check it out right now. How did everyone do in chat? 
I added a new Discord, by the way, a category on our Discord with predictions. Just that way, just the predictions. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So everyone, if you want, if you want, oh, Cheese Whiz and uh, Mixology have the same predictions. So okay. you just do one. Both get so they answer. both mm. went two for four. <laughs> all of us all went Everyone two for went four. two for four. Did everybody yeah. go two for four? Everyone yep. went two for four. No winners yesterday, guys. We all tied. Yeah. That's nice. Wow. And Kylie, that's, it is uh, it is currently Thursday, not Wednesday. I was also confused. Thursday. I thought it was Wednesday as well because my I got a call from work. They're like, can we give you, can you cancel your shift tomorrow? Uh, is that okay? And I'm like, I don't have a shift tomorrow. It's Thursday. And they're like, no, tomorrow's Friday. And I was like, okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, you were going to be here anyway. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. You guys want to do today's matchups quickly? Let's do it. Yeah. So the first matchup is Tampa Bay versus Boston. I'm going with Boston today for some reason. I'm feeling it. Okay. Let me just write this all down for you guys. So you're picking Boston. Boston. Boston just Montreal. Clearly the hottest team in the NHL. It's Boston and Tampa uh, Bay? Boston and yeah. Tampa Bay. I'm going Boston. Tampa Bay. I will go. Tampa Bay. Tampa Brady as well. Man, everyone's hating on me right now. I'm the only one going with the next. I'm going with the Bruins. Uh, next up is the Panthers versus Habs. <laughs> Do it, man. I'm gonna go Panthers. Do it. Ah, oh, okay. I'm going Habs. I'm going oh. Habs. I will go Panthers. I'm going go Habs. I don't care. Panthers. Joe Thornton's got a hat trick coming up. Okay. Is he even playing? <laughs> Yeah, he's a legendary. <laughs> he's just always going to score Habs. four goals. I saw some Habs players talking about tonight's matchup, and they're saying that Sherrod's going to have some extra hard cross-checks tonight. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no injuries, gonna, please. You're going to tear Cole Caulfield in half. <laughs> um, okay, Stars versus Hurricanes. I'm going Hurricanes. You're going Hurricanes over uh, Stars? Um... I'm going to pick Hurricanes as well. I'm going to go Stars. Stars. Nice. And chat, if you want to participate, uh, join our Discord. Uh, and um, Can you send yeah, the link? Just join I, our Discord. I can send it. I can send the link, yeah. Thank sure. you, thank you. So join, our, join our channel Discord. We added a bunch of fun stuff. There's like a bunch of fun stuff, I guess, but a bunch of little chats you can talk in mm-hmm. and uh, interact with everyone there. and It's a good time. Um, so yeah, let me get the uh, Discord for you all. But we added a predictions chat. So if you want your predictions to be heard, uh, you can obviously type them in Twitch chat. But if you want them to be counted for the uh, the matchups, join our Discord, add them to the predictions section, and Berto will make sure to not uh, jot those down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so next matchup is the Red Wings versus Islanders. I'm going with Islanders all day. Islanders. Uh, I'm going Wings. I will Oof. go... Red Wings as well. Actually, no. I'm okay. No, I'm going Islanders. No, ah, Red Wings. Red Wings. Dude, You're lying to yourself. Wings, You're lying to yourself. Red Wings. Wings. Okay. Wings all day. All right. All right. Sens versus Jets. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Jets on this one. Shabbat's out of the lineup, so <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna go Sens. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Go I'll not have a defense. And like, Kyle Connor has 79 points. Damn. Wait, overall, you're going man. for Jets, Punch? I've got Jets. Okay. I, I've got Kyle Connor on my fantasy team. I don't know he's having. <laughs> Damn, he's killing it this season. year. Uh, Flyers versus Blues. I'm going with St. Louis. 
Okay. I'm gonna go St. Louis as well. Make it a hat oh, trick. Liars, we're going Flyers. No, uh, oh, hot take. Canucks oh. versus Wild. I'm going Canucks. Mm. Am I going too fast? Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just thinking. <laughs> it is a back to back. We did win last time, last game, so we should lose today. But I'm saying Canucks. Oh, it's a back to back? Yeah. I'm going Canucks uh, anyway. I want you guys to make the playoffs. Appreciate it. I'm going Canucks as well. I'm going to go. Hey, wild. I'm a half spam, but I can cheer for you guys too. <laughs> you going to go wild? Wild? Okay. All right. Sharks versus Oilers. I'm going. Uh... <laughs> He's going to pick Sharks. San Jose, baby. Shut him down. I'm Shut going Sharks down. as well. I think I'm going Sharks. Sharks. Uh, Preds versus Golden Knights. I cannot ethically cheer for the Golden Knights right now. I'm going Preds. 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 And then last game of the night, Chicago Blackhawks versus LA Kings. I'm going LA, baby. I defend them in the playoffs. I got to defend them now. LA Kings. Going um, Blackhawks. The oh, Hawks Black barely Hawks. beat Anaheim. And Anaheim's been terrible. I have to go with LA. Anaheim and LA are basically the same place. <laughs> did, you, did you pick Blackhawks? You can't, in the I standings, the you mean? Or just in general? <laughs> no, in general. Okay. Because Both, you can go to Disneyland from like... either side. Okay, next. That's it. <sighs> That's it. Is Anaheim, That's the last game. is Anaheim a city or is it like a county? I don't know. What is Anaheim? Pretty sure it's a city. What is Anaheim? <laughs> what is... Chat, can somebody... Anaheim is a city, but is, an, is Anaheim in LA? Uh, My computer's just not... It's a city in today, California. Guys. So... Anaheim so is Anaheim... a city outside of LA in Southern California. Okay, can we do a group trip to Anaheim? Sure. I'd be down. Hey, Anaheim. Can we need subs? Sub to us so we can vlog. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a California road trip. We need subs, and we need them now. Okay. We could do. That'd be cool, actually, because we could do um. LA, Anaheim, and then San Jose in a trip. We could. We could. And we could see the Bakersfield Condors. Great right. farm team. They sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also... So, I just want to quickly welcome uh, Kylie to the uh, Discord. Welcome to the Discord community. We're happy to have you. Wanted to give a shout out there. Yeah, Kylie yeah. is a very nice person. Just to, just to leave us with an ending message. I'm going to share my screen again. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I didn't know that... I thought San Jose was a lot closer to... Um... I thought it was farther south. Turns out it's there. It's right there. In we could to definitely... I didn't know San Francisco was so north. I oh. thought. I mean, it's like California is huge. Yeah. I thought LA was a lot farther north, but because San Francisco is a lot colder than than LA gets, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but chat. 
if you want us to vlog the California like road trip and mm -hmm. see your San Jose Sharks, like who's uh, who is your yours? San Jose Sharks? <laughs> you mean your, your San your Jose San Sharks? Jose, your exactly, San Jose Sharks. your San Jose Sharks. Yours. No, exactly. your, your, your San Jose Sharks. Sharks. You should be saying you your should be saying the San word Jose my. Sharks. No, you should be saying my. It None is... of us like the Sharks except for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but it's our San Jose Sharks. I don't think I can say... No, I can't do that. I cannot say those words. I think... Sharks. Stream. <laughs> stream tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. You, it's the casual stream tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're going to be... Me, Tina and I are going to be drinking water tomorrow. Lots of water. Punch, Punch keeps plugging the Sharks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Plug if another, plug be a another team. Like mm -hmm. plug a team that has a direction, man. Anything. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna plug the San Jose Barracuda. There you go. They have a better direction. Okay. Actually, both the Barracuda and the Sharks <laughs> logo look pretty cool. I'd wear either. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, I think the that's Barracuda logo isn't it very similar to the Sharks one. Yeah, it's because Barracuda and Sharks. No, I know, but like, no, they don't okay. look. I don't even know what a Barracuda is. If you like, if we went to the fish market in San Jose, it's a like it's a song. When we go to the fish market in San Jose, where, like, if you ask me to point out a barracuda, no chance. Ask me to point out a shark, <laughs> though, I can do that. Yo, Spider from Rogers, shout out sharks. They're an up and coming, up and coming new brand, brand new team. <laughs> Never yeah. before seen in the NHL. Definitely haven't lost a bunch of playoff series. Although they were a very good playoff. Yeah. Just never got and their, very uh, good uniform. Good break. Eh. We've been they never had break. <laughs> Yeah. I think it is a good place to end it, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Shout out to Tipsy Tina. Shout out to – So I hope I said uh, Sawan Gill. I hope I said that right. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. Shout out to Kylie Lamar. Shout out to McSawtrap. Shout out to Spider-Man from Naruto. Uh, I didn't see Kevin here today, funny enough, but uh, shout out to everyone who was able to stop by. We appreciate you all. You can check us out on uh, Discord. Well, yeah, you can check us out on Discord, but also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, as well as YouTube as the Fan Connection. You can check out my channel, Somebody's Guys 9 You can check out Ponch's channel, Ponch underscore YYC. And for those of you listening after the fact, check out Birdman's channel, Birdman, B-E-R-D-A-M-A-N. So, Check us out on our individual channels if you want to show some love and support. Join the Discord to join in on all the community fun and all the announcements we have because we do like to announce the podcast before we go live. And we'll see you all again soon. We appreciate your support. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> we good, did it. Good outro. Thank yeah. you. I, I tried to make it fast.